it's also too just trying to you know always sort of pivot in terms of like how we're doing things digitally you know is there it's not even you know like right now we're in this great seat where we're you know number one with kids a lot of great content but we're constantly having to figure out how to stay there Hey, it's Joel Pilger, and you're listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast, the conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know that behind every great creative work lies a great creative business. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Michael Waldron, Senior Vice President and Creative Director of Art and Design at Nickelodeon. Our topic is the nonstop network TV pivot. Welcome to Rev Thinking. RevThink leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios. So you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now here is your host, Joel Pilger. Hi, it's Joel. I'm coming to you this very moment from my car. Yes, I'm actually driving through the mountains here in Colorado, but excited to bring you a podcast today that I recorded with Michael Waldron at Nickelodeon in New York City. Uh, Michael and I got together just a few blocks off of Times Square. He was kind enough to meet me in the middle of his busy morning, right between meetings, <laughs> which you'll hear more about that here in a minute on the podcast. First, I wanted to give you a few announcements of some things that are going on in RevThink land, a few events and upcoming things. First off, March 11th, we're in Rome as in Italy, for Aperitivo. Now, this is sort of the conference before the conference. Promax BDA Europe is on the Monday, Tuesday following. But on Sunday, we're getting agency leaders together. These are Jumpstart members, um, agency leaders and owners, to basically get them ready for the Promax BDA conference, which follows, because that's going to be a big opportunity to sell, to market, to outreach, connect, all that. So we want to help you make the most of it. Then on March 12th and 13th at the Promax BDA Europe conference there in Rome, Italy, Tim Thompson and myself are speaking on agency of the 21st century. So this is daily sessions where we are going to be talking through. It's funny. I was going to say best practices, but, you know, we're increasingly not super fond of that term. So I'm not going to say best practices. I'm going to instead say the best paths, <laughs> the best direction uh, for your creative business, because so much is changing and we want to help those agencies in the European market, especially understand some of the insights and revolutionary thinking that we are happy to share from our friends in the U.S. market. Okay, then next in April, I don't have the dates, but in Los Angeles, we're going to be leading a show launcher conference. Now, this is in partnership with NatP in Los Angeles. And for those of you that want to move into content development, you want to develop content that sells. That's what this conference is all about. Uh, for details on all of these conferences and events, go to RevThink.com, click on the conferences and accelerators page. Actually, I think it says accelerators and conferences a page in the main nav and you will see all of those upcoming events okay to today's podcast i'm really pumped to share this conversation with michael waldron because michael and i have been friends for a number of years now dating back to when we first met at the motion conference and in those days michael and i were actually competitors because michael ran the creative motion design studio slash agency nail gun 
in New York City. And Nailgun was very accomplished in its own right, had killer clients and did some really stellar work. And I became a fan. Uh, and of course, Michael was like an enemy because I was competing with him back when I ran Impossible Pictures. But when we met at this conference, we hit it off. And Michael's a great example of someone that's generous and a fellow owner that you might think, well, it's weird when I meet other owners because we're competitors. But I can tell you from experience, going back now, however many years that he and I have known each other, that we've become friends and, you know, friends help each other. We lean on each other. We're a resource to each other. And Michael left the uh, studio and agency side of the business some years ago to go work at Nickelodeon. Uh, He was at TV Land. He was, um, I think, then went on to Nickelodeon. And you're going to hear like a perspective that you don't normally hear. And that is your clients don't normally sit down and really tell you what their world is really like and just how crazy, how nutty, how complicated, how layered and political, nuanced, what have you, their world is. But that's what Michael shared with me in the podcast today. So I really appreciate his candor. I know it's going to help you if you run an agency or studio that works for TV networks you're going to finally hear like what it's really like and what it's, you know, walk a mile in the shoes of someone like a busy network TV executive that you might think, well, this person just works with vendors and the vendors do all the work, right? The agencies are really the ones doing the hard work. Well, it's not quite that simple. And you're going to find out in this conversation with Michael. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. And for those of you that stick around to the end, I just want to remind you um, that I would love to hear from you. Yes, Joel, your host here on the Rope Thinking Podcast. I've been getting some good feedback on the podcast, but I want to hear from you if you love the podcast, if you hate it, <laughs> if you want to make suggestions on upcoming topics. Uh, we've got a lot of things in the works from our profiles of the Creative Entrepreneur, as well as a topical series of going through the what we call RevThink ecosystem. That's our operating system for running a creative company. So if some of those topics and thoughts resonate with you, we want to hear from you. So find us on the seven ingredients, Facebook group, reach out to us through revthink.com and let us know. And of course, post your feedback at either SoundCloud or iTunes about the podcast specifically. Okay. Here is my conversation with Michael Waldron at Nickelodeon. Enjoy. So, by the way, what do you get? What do you get out of the Promax parties when you go to those things? Like, do you actually bump into a lot of agencies and just kind of chat it up and yeah. shoot the? Yeah, it's really. I mean, for me, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's good to sort of be reminded who's out there. Uh, obviously, you know, certain companies you know, hit you up quite a bit. Um, for me, it's really just kind of catching up with old friends because a lot right. of those guys I know from being on the other side. So, right. um, you know, I just get to see people I haven't seen in a while. Since. Right. But you know, after about an hour or so. It's, uh, it's time to get out of there. <laughs> after, after, after a couple of white guys come up to yeah. you and they're, they're lit and they're yeah. like, so you've been, where are you now? Where are you now? And I don't want to ask you who your name is, but. It's funny. I'm like, oh, I haven't, I haven't, I've never used that trick. I need to use that. Yeah. The where are you now? Because then when yeah. the person mentions where they work, I'll immediately be like, oh, now us. I remember. Yeah. yeah now sure. I remember who you are. Yeah, for sure. So how long, how, when did, I, did you and I first meet at, at the motion the conference? Motion conference, yeah. And what year do you think that was? Probably, oh man, 2011 like or 12. Now, probably, or yeah, yeah, 11 like or 12. Yeah. And when did you first get plugged in with mo- the Motion Conference? Was um, it a couple of years before that even? Yeah, yeah. I think th- I think this year was like my ninth year going. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd 
definitely been the longest <laughs> longest speaker there for sure. And I think it was like year two. So I think they were 10 year this year. And I think I was like the second or third year right. that I spoke there. Yeah. And when it was like a three ring circus, three different rooms going at, at one time. And where, where were you? Were you still running nail gun when you yeah, first started? Yeah, beginning of nail gun. Yeah. Okay. Or not so not beginning, but like, you know, like maybe, you know, a third of the way through. So for people that don't know what nail gun was. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, it was a, it was a small design, you know, design boutique, motion graphics design boutique. Um, we, we were around for nine years. Um, you know, we were a size of uh, about 12 to 22 people um, over the, the span. Uh, clients ranging from Nick to ESPN to to Fox to you name it. We, you know, tons of ad agencies as well. Right. Yeah. And I remember painfully competing against you. Because <laughs> remember there was a... What was it? A WEC. cage fighting? Yeah, WEC. WEC, yeah. It was like yeah, the, we competed on that. And yeah. I can remember the pitch that we submitted was just, we crushed it. And yeah. I was like, I know we're going to get this. And then they were like, no, they went with Nail Gun. Yeah. I was like, damn that, Michael. And that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was experience too. Yeah, I remember a lot, of, a lot of late Friday nights waiting for feedback well, uh, I remember in the summertime. Years later, I, you and I were getting acquainted, I think. And I, and I was like, dude, you beat me on this pitch. You know, I'm supposed to hate your guts. And of course, it's, it's all good. It's all fair in love and war. But I remember you saying, no, dude, be thankful you did not win that <laughs> job because it was a nightmare job. Yeah, it was not enough fun. So now that you have spent a long time being the client, are you ever that nightmare client? Uh, <laughs> not me individually. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're uh, saying you're part of a larger system. Yeah, larger, larger system. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I do honestly think that, that we're pretty buttoned up. I mean, obviously... You know the Nickelodeon brand is very specific, and sometimes getting people to really get dialed into what we are, who we are, and how we talk to kids is is, is tough. And that's, that's why it's hard to sort of to bring in new vendors sometimes because it's a bit of a transition. Yeah, that's interesting because if you um, if you work with a new agency or a vendor that doesn't like, do they have to have kid work on their reel Not at or all. some? No, I'm, almost almost. Nine times out of ten, if you have kid work on the reel, I'm probably less interested <laughs> because you already have a, an idea or feeling of how kid stuff will be. I mean, for example, uh, twice a year I go to this big event that where, where you meet a ton of photographers and everybody, they see you know, my name and they see Nicolino on there. They bring in all the kids work and it's terrible. And it's just like, you know, like, you know, very, very smiley kids and, you know, looking at the camera and, and like uh, it's just, catalog yeah, totally, and all this. totally. Uh, I was like, you know what? You should call Jim Bree because um, they would, they would love this stuff. Um, but uh, for us, it's, you know, I, I just I look for talent. I look for people who, who tell interesting stories. And then I feel like, you know, as a creative director, I can then uh, work with them and guide them to, to see kind of like how we do things. But I think it's an easier transition to kind of come from just doing good work and, and, right. and uh, you know, telling good stories. So in a way, I'm guessing you look you probably look for people who have a point of view that, you know, that's really interesting and different special whatever and i can translate that yeah into what our needs are yeah so i'm curious to hear from you how long have you been at nick in that in that on the on the client side call the, it. I, well at nick uh, officially uh, it'll be two years and about uh <laughs> another more week another week <laughs> uh, just, just looked at his watch <laughs> uh i started january one so um okay. it's coming up soon uh so that'll be two years and then on the client side this will be my um I'd be wrapping up my sixth year. So I was four years at TV Land, or five years at TV Land. Okay, right. And then now this will be the sixth year being on the client side. So what was the, what was like the big jolt? Because I can, I, can, I can only imagine, right? I've only lived sort of vicariously through a lot of my clients over the years. But when you made that shift and you started just 
living in the trenches and you're now working with production companies and yeah. agencies and so forth. What was kind of that, I mean, what was the big shift there? Suddenly now you're the guy that's, you know, buying and directing and supervising all of the, all of that yeah. work. Um, what was that? Was that easy? Was that fun? Was no, it jarring? It was, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I sort of always joke because being on the vendor side, we always sort of talked about, oh, you know, the network side and, and, and in some ways how it might be easier because you're not there 70 hours a week. Um, but I felt like I got, I got bait and switched a little bit because <laughs> I got there and just the overall pace of, of work, um, especially when people are trying to work 40 to 50 hours a week, right. uh, it's just a lot faster. And, um, you know, there's, there's very little downtime, you know, you're, you're in meetings, um, all day long. And then, and then by the way, you have to do your day job, um, which is career director. So, um, it's just a different pace and, and I can't speak to every network, but I just know TV land, we were so small and doing a ton of work and going from that to, um, to Nickelodeon where we're launching a new show every three weeks. Uh, you know, that you're just, um, it just never stops, right. you know? But to me, that's, that's the fun part. That's the part that I was kind of glad to get back into because, you know, the idea of chasing down work and, uh, and, and all that other stuff was, was just becoming less and less fun to me. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, to do the work. And so uh, on the vendor side, you know, especially at Nick, where they, they just, it just comes to you all the time. And uh, so you're just constantly, you know, going at it, which is, you know, fun for me. So it sounds like the fact that there's always another show to launch. There's always another project, like right as soon as you're starting to think about what's next, there it is right in front of you. Totally. And, 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 and I don't, I don't, you know, I'll get bored if I don't have something, you know, coming at me and being challenged. So um, I say that now and then talk to me 10 hours from now, <laughs> I'll be <Right>. exhausted. <laughs> but um, no, it's a, it's a good time. And, and you know, I'm lucky to, to be in this position. And, and uh, so I, I love it. You know, I love trying to figure out, you know, you know, a year ago, I was figuring out how to, you know, sell a show about a guy who was, you know, had taken this role of this pastor and how he was sort of run this whole scam. And it was much more like adult darker comedy entertainment to now launching Night Squad, which is a totally different, you know, four camera show for Nickelodeon. So um, well, I know, I've noticed good, over the past couple of years that you're probably one of the few people that travel even more than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? well, I mean, it seems like shooting. Yeah. Cause you're, you, weeks. you're obviously based yeah. in New York, but you're in LA what once or twice a month, maybe yeah, yeah. For, for shoots and that kind of yeah. thing usually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it's, um, you know, there's this, the sexy part of it that you're like on a plane and you're flying around. Right, um, sure. The reality of it is that you wake up at four o'clock in the morning and and uh, the email starts going off about four thirty, and then you you conduct business till like seven, and then you shower and you go on set and you know work till till six, and uh, then you leave and you go have dinner and you go back and you know it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock, which is one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Right. And you sleep for five more hours. So um, yeah, it's a challenge. But you know, honestly, the the, the thing to me that's fun is I I like being hands on that way, and I and I like to be able to make sure that. Um, the content that we're making out in LA is gonna is gonna provide us what we need, you know, for the next six months uh, in New York. And honestly, like, there's a there's a, a level of um, I can get more work done in LA when I'm not in meetings for twelve oh, hours a day. Uh -huh. um, so for me, it's it's kind of nice. Like, I can respond to emails much quicker. I can you know have on a quick phone call. You know, um, you know, it's I, I get a lot more done that way sometimes. So it's a good balance. That sounds like quite a pace though, because I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. When you're out of the office and you're on the road, you're in LA, you're able to almost get more done. So you must be, I mean, I just don't know, when would you, when do you catch up on email and stuff? It must be like crazy around the fringes, middle of the night, totally. just like whatever. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. we had a shoot uh, in Amsterdam last year for uh, a new show for Nick and I was still doing TV land. 
So, you know, six hour time difference. Um, you know, you're working all day, you get back, and I would literally like, fire up and then be on email for two or three hours, you know, digging out of the TV land stuff. <laughs> right. And then trying to go to bed for three or four hours before I'd be on set the next day. And it was just, that was, that last year was, was pretty, pretty insane. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that now TV land's in good hands and I'm not you know, as involved with that. I, mean, I miss the crew there, but, um, uh, you know, it was time and they were ready to, to kind of do their own thing. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough balance, but you're, you're always connected. You know, that's at the end of the day, you know, sometimes I forget to put on my out of office, you know, email because it's like, what's the use? <laughs> you know, it's coming anyway. <laughs> exactly. And if they don't get a response, they're going to text you. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, it's going to pile up one, one way or another. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to know what's changed, like from, um, you know, if I put myself sort of in the mind of a lot of agency owners, um, vendors, you know, production companies, people like that, they, I would think, because you've been, you've obviously walked a mile in those shoes, um, and they often, like you said, I think as owners, we would sit around and sort of talk about, oh, people on the network side, you know, (laughs) they don't get this, they don't understand that, and why why aren't things this way, and why aren't things that way? I'm curious, what's what's changed over the past few years, when I think about just the, the quickening pace, about the way media is even fragmenting, I mean, clearly the days of, like, when you launch a new show, it's all about the big 30-second promo. Yeah. That's kind of gone. Yeah. Um, but I would just love to hear your perspective on what has really changed. Because clearly the, the, the agencies and vendors that are working with you have to be with you and out ahead and yeah. out in front of that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, and we're also different because we are a kids' network. So... Um, our overall strategy and, and, and where our content goes is a little bit different than, than most networks. So for us, um, you know, the 30-second spot isn't dead. We still do a ton of 30s because we have our own our on air. We have Nick, you know, Nick Toons, Team Nick. We have all those places to be. But now instead of just doing a 30, we're, you know, we're, we're doing a ton of, you know, fives and tens, obviously, like everybody else is, uh-huh. and 15s. And those but are for air or th- for those, other? Those are for air as well. Uh-huh. Um, but they're also for, you know, digital distribution as well, you mm-hmm. know. So... Um, but we're also doing 60s and 90s now, too, um, because they go to YouTube. You know, it goes to you okay. know, longer, you know, a longer format. So so we have to now de- not deliver just a 30. We got to deliver a 60 on some things, and then we got to deliver the 30, and then we got to deliver the 5 and the 10. So it's a got lot it. of different, um, yeah, different links, which really change, you know, how you tell that narrative, you know. And how much does your world overlap with, I'll call it, you know, out of home, print, those other, like, I don't even know what your all internal structure, right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, do you I, have to synchronize all those pieces and parts with different departments? It's and literally my job. Um, really? So, yeah. So I oversee, um, I oversee on air. I oversee the brand group, which is off air, uh, as well as uh, the digital group. And this is all design, you know, overseeing design for all this uh, social uh, and photography. So, um, you know, visually everything at Nick, you know, uh, is, 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 you know, part of my responsibility. Um, you know, and what's great is that, you know, in terms of like the SCPs there where we all work really well together and it's a very tight knit group and, and we seamlessly kind of, you know, transition work back and forth. I mean, the hardest part is that there are so many people at Nick and there's so much work being done. It's hard to sort of keep on top of all of that and right. to keep the, the communication clear. But I think it just, it just gets better every day. I think we keep refining it and, and working on that. But yeah, so what happens is that we go out and we shoot key art and that's why I'm really involved with that because once I shoot that, then I come back and then that, that really gets you know, distributed to 
um, you know, to our owned and operated website and app that gets distributed to, you know, uh, DTO. So like, you know, Roku, Apple, you mm. know, Tumblr. So all those, right. you know, all those, um, those pages have to get updated. So that really, th that one shoot does a lot of work for us, you know. Is the key art almost like the tip of the spear in a way yeah. that it's like it, it, it establishes the look, the feel, the attitude, the messaging, yeah. whatever, and then from there you start to ripple out all the yeah. other pieces and parts. Totally. Interesting. And, and, and so because it's so far in front, sometimes that, uh, that you know, if we have a really strong idea that we are, we're like, oh, this is going to work for on air as well, then it just it seamlessly goes there. And then sometimes we're like, you know, this is such a strong idea, but I don't think it's going to work for on air, but, you know, the on air team, we, we, we bring them in kind of early to see what we're working on so they can at least kind of know where the, the angle is and and what what the um, what the idea is going to be, right? Uh, and so we, and the, so we tweak it, you know. And then sometimes we do it reverse. We just did a whole uh, holiday campaign with um, Nathan Love worked with us on this, and we did this whole sort of Rankin Bass style, oh uh, fun, you know, very sort of old school, um, you know, carved out of wood, painted sort of vibe. Um, but we you know did a modern modern take on that with a with a, a serious Nick attitude. So okay. there's a, a a part where. Uh, two snowballs are like you know digging out the yellow snow, and one snowball's like the other snowball. Like, what are you doing? And the camera pulls back, and the guy's pouring lemonade on the ground. So okay. uh, he's making a lemonade icicle uh, or ice pop, whatever. So, um, so we, we do a little spin on it, you know. Right, uh, right. And then we worked with those guys, but we knew, you know, back in July that was going to be our holiday campaign. We were already working on it back then. Wow, so, in July. In July. So then we did that, and then we had to right off the bat. We're like, okay, guys, you know, we had to get all these characters modeled. Um, and then we need to get those assets so that way we can then put that on, on the website and put that on, on the app. Right. You know, so, that, so the first thing that had to come out of it was you know, the stuff for, for digital. So even so though they hadn't even started working on the actual spots, we had to get that done. You know, so early. has the way, so when you work with you know, an agency or, or um, you know, a studio like that, how much does it matter, help, hurt, or indifferent for them to really understand your your strategy in terms of okay, we're creating all of these pieces and parts. You're you're going to be working on this, that, and the other. But does it help if they're savvy and understand your whole strategy, or or do they even come to you with ideas of hey, the, this creative has this potential other le set of legs over here that if you have a good partner, they 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 think about um, they think about other things as well. And right. so um, you know we we have a, a you know. The strategy has to be very specific because there's so much that has to get done, and we also had to get all that worked out before we even you know get the bid finished. Mm -hmm. So we go in with a really serious strategy, and we're like, "Hey, here's the schedule." You know, the project management team's really on top of it, so they know, and, and hopefully, we're not surprising them with anything. And then, because like a lot of times, you know, it just it's just the you're always working backwards. You know, so mm -hmm. on the vendor side, you know, you're always like, "Well, why, why are we doing it this way? We should be doing this first. And it's like, "Well, yeah, you should be," but in theory, this has got to happen way far in advance of, of you delivering the first spot. Just based on lead times and totally, totally, right. yeah, it's got to go through the pipeline and get you know created and get sent out and all this kind of stuff. So, um, so it's always a little bit working backwards. So that has to get explained, and they have to understand. Okay, I, I know you, you know at this point you need to you know finish these characters, but we need the characters finished at this point because we got now have to. Make make you know these pages to go on apple tv you know so right because the lead time advance. for that sort of stuff i'm guessing is months months in advance sometimes not yeah. weeks right no, no wow some it is but for mostly it's got to be done pretty so early. has the like for the average you know show launch maybe would you say that the kind of traditional deliverables list has 
grown a little, a lot? Is it a exploded? Lot. Is it a like lot. totally different we, we from what it was five or six years ago? Totally different. We were just looking, you know, you know, recently, probably by six months ago, really looking at like the deliverables of jobs from five years ago. Oh, you were? To, yeah, to, to so what they are now. Is so like even, quite, so five years ago time. to uh, even a year ago when I first started, Nick, you know, two years ago, like what, what it was then to okay. now. And social is just taken over you know we do so much content for social i mean so we're, it's taken we're over so it's actually more than it's like the biggest category within I'd a set of deliverables in terms of in terms of deliverables yes i mean some you know a lot of it doesn't even make make it out to the feeds just because it just can't fit uh-huh. but we do a lot of content and then we sort of pick and choose and, and put out there i mean even these uh, these ids that we did for holiday they're so amazing and i'd love to show all of them on, on the instagram feed they're like yeah we can maybe show three or four we just we just don't have room for it Wow. You know, okay. So, so you have to be careful. I mean, we're, we're very strategic about what we put out, how much of something, you know, what's the rhythm of it, uh, what, what's the timing of it. I mean, obviously, right now with us, SpongeBob the musical is really important. Right. So that's <laughs> taking up a lot of that space. Um, so sometimes you make all these things, and then you just you, you can't get them out there. So, so who 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 at the network has sort of the time and the brain space to even step back on a regular basis and sort of have that thirty thousand foot view of here's where we are here's what we're saying here's what we look like you know uh, is that is that task for on you because i would think for you and your team it's you're just so down in the work yeah that sometimes it's hard to get perspective you know we will be having that conversation in about 25 minutes Um, no but it really (laughs) that's your your 10 (laughs) a.m that's my 10 (laughs) a.m um you know it starts with sema you know sema has a a big vision for the network uh and and i say network loosely because it's really a brand you know we're nickelodeon is no longer a network we're a lifestyle brand um you know we have music events we have big tent poles we have resorts um, we're international, um, you know, it, it's everywhere, uh, consumer products. So she has a, a really large vision for, for what she wants the whole brand to do and where it wants, where she wants to go with it. Um, you know, my direct boss is Kim Rosenblum and Kim, uh, you know, is sort of like the next level of that where she has an idea from a marketing standpoint and, and creative standpoint where she wants things to go. Right. Um, and, and strategy. And so she's amazing at that. And sort of, so she kind of like, you know, gives us like a, a broader review of where we're trying to go. And then it's really my job and Tony's job and Kristen's job and Jamie's job and Adam to really go, okay, you know what? That's cool. Now, like, how does all this work? Right. And how we do we make it happen? How do we actually implement it yeah. and roll, roll yeah. it out? Yeah. Wow. So as you, so maybe the output of your meeting that you guys are going to do, is it going to provide the inputs to answer the question, all right, what's, what's happening in 2018? What's, yeah. what's evolving? What's shifting? We, we meet, you know, we meet biweekly um, about just things that are going on, you know, at the moment and also kind of, you know, larger ideas. Um, you know, it's, uh, as I said, it's a lot of work. So we have to really talk about all the shoots and all that kind of thing. But we also have to sort of really talk about strategy and, and, and what we're working on. So now as we're, you know, as SpongeBob, the musical's out there, we're kind of moving off of that onto uh, back to our day jobs. Um, and trying to figure out like how to launch these new shows that are coming up in 2018. But it's also too just trying to you know always sort of pivot in terms of like how we're how we're doing things digitally. You know, is there? You know, it's not even you know like right now we're in this great seat where we're you know you know number one with kids you know by far um, a lot of great content. But we're constantly having to figure out how to stay there. You know, and how to and, and how to do things better. How to do things better. How to do things you know quicker. How to do things cheaper. I mean, that's kind of I think what we're all trying to do. Yeah, sure. But for us. Um, you know, it's just, it's not an easy task to try to figure out how to, you know, restreamline and how to change the pipeline to be more efficient. Um, I would so. think it's got to be especially challenging when you are trying to do that 
and you're looking and you're having to work with a calendar called, okay, what are we going to be doing this time next year? Yeah. Right. Cause I'm guessing you work with calendars that are six months, 12 months, 18 months out. 18 months easily. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In terms and, of content. And it's gotta be like pushing on a string at times when you're talking about what the brand is going to be about a year and a half from now, because you're like, well, I, you know, I yeah. don't know. I mean, what's the world going to look like yeah. in a year and a half? Yeah. And we're all, I think all of us are looking at the, the impending doom of television. So uh, <laughs> we have that kind of like over our shoulder too, going like, well, what's, what's, what's it all going to be in, in six, seven years? Yeah. You know, so. so talk about that more. What is, what is, you know, what does that expression even mean to you? What do you, what, what's changing there? Uh, I mean, it doesn't stress me. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're lucky. We're one, we're one of these brands. I just can't ever foresee going away, you mm -hmm. know, and not being a, you know, having a linear channel delivering content but you know um uh you know is it always going to be uh you know on tv or is it going to be a streaming service is it going to be um you know both uh you know so i think that's something that we're always sort of um having to figure out but we have so much content you know that we've stockpiled through the you know 30 some years whatever of, of nickelodeon that um for us to even make a change on like even the website is just a, a huge huge undertaking because so, of because of how much it ripples out across so many pieces and parts so many and pieces of parts you know globally internationally like all that stuff it's just not a small little task so yeah. um so when we make we make we make like moves we have to you know it's hard to make little tiny moves. You have, you, know, you have to sort of make a big move and really think about that what that move is going to be. But I think we're getting better at trying to make like like little shifts and trying to kind of get to that place a little bit quicker than right. we maybe would have been five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, so we're we're discussing it all the time, and and um, you know I think there's a I think we do have a vision of where we want where we want to be in two years and five years. Um, but you know things change quick. So you know as as you had that vision, some you know some things happen, and obviously you go, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not exactly this. It's going to be a little more of this. So we had to kind of head that way. So got to be nimble. You know that's kind of what we're well, trying to do. Which is hard to imagine, right? Because it's almost like finding the balance between how do we be nimble, but how do we also be wise and practical and yeah. know that hey, anytime we change something, it has you know all, it affects all these properties pieces and parts yeah. spread out all over our library huge, what have you company. and you're like okay wow should we you know do we really need to put all that effort into making this little tweak is it going to even accomplish our big goal and yeah i mean we we rolled out our new branding you know uh, right at kca at the beginning of this year and we're still like getting people up to speed on that you know and, and just you know and that's one <laughs> thing but you know, the first year so was this really is December and you roll it out at the beginning of the year yeah, yeah. and you're still like still, there's still things we're kind of nuancing and, and things come through and uh, 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 you're looking at and, and you're like okay well how do we get there with this you know and so you're still tweaking and it's also the bigger thing is really you know we spent the first year doing is just really changing the way we, we think and the way we work in that process and so that took a year to kind of even get to that point and then the brand came out so um, and it's hard. It's hard to change that many people to, you know, in terms of how they, how they work. You know, a lot of people get very accustomed to what they do. Well, I mean, I hope it's a good wake-up call in a way because I can imagine people hearing that and being incredulous. Like, how could it possibly take a year after, you know, you've done a brand refresh or tweak or whatever to, to roll all that out and implement it? And it's, it's almost difficult to express, I guess, at times why it's so complicated why yeah. it's so involved yeah. when you're on a brand as big as as much exposure yeah you know yeah. at nick yeah but there's clearly there's a lot going on behind the scenes that it's yeah. probably hard for the average person to even wrap their head around like what does that what does that mean yeah you know they just see a, they see a logo they see shows and they say what's the big deal yeah <laughs> nobody has any idea of just how many different places 
that logo exists, you know? <laughs> so, and, you know, and, and outside vendors that we work with in terms of things, people that distribute stuff, you know, they're, they're, they can be a little slow to make changes. You know, the, our website, you know, we, we do so much content through that, that there's, you know, a lot of, you know, things that we're like, like we're, we want to change, we can't change this. You know, the site's working right. really well. It doesn't crash. You know, we don't want to, you know, put us in a weird spot. So it just takes a little time for them to kind of really get it flushed out and make sure that it's stable and all that. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit like, you know, part logo police, brand police and part uh, creative director. So, right. Yeah. Sure. So I, that's I guess this is, this is also what you cover in your 10 o'clock meeting, right? Like yeah, exactly. Where are where are things broken that we need to go and yep. clean up and yep. repair and yep. and keep that? Wow. Okay. Look, looking for a while, just checking over your shoulder you know, the whole time <laughs> <laughs> as you're going. <laughs> and staying on top of all the yeah. email. So yeah. do you think you're going to travel as much in the year ahead? And yeah, I, mean, I think it'll probably, still be, I think we'll probably trim back a little bit. I mean, I think, um, you know, there's uh, other other things to kind of get sorted out. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't you know, you, you just never know. Like the work, it's, you keep expecting the work to get like a little bit less and it just kind of keeps, you know, uh, getting a little bit more. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I have a really good team underneath me. So, I, you know, I don't feel like when I leave the office that the, that the work stops, you know, right. like the, the team's really amazing and, and keep cranking along. So um, I can be in two places at once sometimes. Um, but uh, three is when it gets tricky. I was going to say, <laughs> are you going to do any more Amsterdam shoots this year? Uh, well, we hope so. Um, I'm <laughs> season three, Hunter Street. We'll see I how might, that goes. I, I might meet you there. We're going we'll to we're gonna try and put on a, a conference there. So I know you need to get to your 10 o'clock, so I should probably say thanks for chatting with me. It's great to get your perspective, and I really appreciate you, you know, just sharing sort of your take on where you've been, but also where the industry is heading. Um, maybe as a final note, for people that just want to sort of follow you and see what you're up to, how, how, what's a good way to follow you? Do you have an Instagram feed? Yeah, or a- yeah. The, the easiest way is at uh, uh, TVArtBoy, T-V-A-R-T-B-O-Y. That's my Instagram feed, and that's sort of, as I say on there, it's uh, random occurrences from around the globe. So that's, uh, that's me in a nutshell. So if you want to see what I'm up to, that's... It's, it doesn't always line up where, where exactly where I'm at at that point. <laughs> right. There's a little photo editing that happens and uh, a little bit of work. So it's a lot, lot of throwback Thursdays. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's how do you, how do you find me. Okay, perfect. Thanks, cool. Michael. Good to see you, man. Yeah. RevThinking is produced by RevThink. Feel free to connect with us at RevThink.com. We'd love to help. And hey, if you like the RevThinking podcast, please do us a favor by subscribing on iTunes and giving us your feedback. Thanks for listening to RevThinking. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.